Thanks to God for the Lord Hallelujah. in this place. Hallelujah. Come Amen. on, I feel we can do better than we're doing right now. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right, help me welcome somebody to your right, to your left. Tell them you're welcome to church this morning. Glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. And I want us to sit together. Praise God. Please come forward, sir. I'd like us to sit together. Hallelujah. Sir, please come forward. Just, just come forward. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know. I've been trying to tell the technical. What I need is treble. I need treble on this. It looks, there's too, I feel like there's too much bars in my voice. Praise God. Treble. That's what I need. Treble. Not volume necessarily. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All right. I welcome everybody to church this morning. Um, it's been a very, very, very long weekend for me. Um, you know, I had to travel to Ibadan on Friday. I had a series of meetings yesterday, you know. And um, as early as, you know, to five or four o'clock or thereabout, you know, I had to wake up this morning, you know, from Ibadan to ensure that, you know, we get to Lagos on good, in good time. Praise God. And interestingly, when we're done with this meeting, I have a two o'clock meeting at RCCG Cotton, praise God, by two. So, I mean, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm just trusting God for strength. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And you know, the meeting, the afternoon meeting, the people are so expectant. Praise God. So, I'm praying God to God for divine energy, divine strength to be able to deliver on every platform that will be made available to me. Uh, this weekend i'm leaning on him so strongly glory be to god hallelujah Amen. all right that was our week did we have a wonderful week ma did you have a wonderful week praise the lord hallelujah and you see interestingly this week that we're entering into is going to be better than last week uh, I thought your amen would be louder than amen. that amen it's going to be better in the name of jesus hallelujah all right, we started a new topic for the month last week. And um, unfortunately, we had quite a lot of technical issues last week uh, that did not allow us to even get the message down, you know, on tape, praise God, recorded. Because, I mean, the generator just went off. Even this morning, after servicing it during the week, it was still misbehaving. It was doing like it was not going to start. <laughs> Glory be to God. You know, the devil is a liar. Praise God. You see all these generators. Yesterday night in Ibadan too, while, while Bishop Laulu was preaching, the generator too went off. I had to go outside and call our own generator guy and tell him, see, what's, it is, I'm not calling for our own generator now. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we started a new topic last week. And what I want to do this morning is to just do a reminder. A reminder because it's important glory be to god okay hallelujah all right thank you what i want to do yeah this is better what i want to do is to just do a reminder for us uh this month that which we learned last week the topic for this month is frame your world frame your world and i began to share with us from hebrews chapter 11 can we go there very quickly the book of hebrews chapter 11 hebrews chapter 11 hebrews chapter 11 i want us to go there very quickly hebrews chapter 11 if you're there say amen all right, I only had two people. If you're there, say amen. Now, from verse 1, Paul began to share on a particular um, subject that is very, very crucial to every believer. 
And as I said to us last week, you see, this, this subject that Paul, who I believe is the writer of Hebrews, because some people still don't believe that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. Can I have that remote? Praise God. The remote. Some people still don't believe that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. But I believe he's the one because of the style of writing, number one, and the depth of writing. Praise the Lord. Now, in verse 6, we're still going to go back to verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 11, but I want us to start with verse 6. Now, look at what it says. He said, but without faith, it is what? Impossible to please him. You see, the word in him there is referring to God. So what Paul is saying is that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And you see, one of the reasons why we're alive, you and I are alive, and we're believers, is because we want to please God. Oh, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? We want to please God. We want our life to be pleasing to him. But you see, um, um, should, I, should I call it misconception? or should, Yeah, I, I think it, I, I should call it misconception. Because in the process of trying to please God, there are a lot of things that we do. And we feel like it is our actions that will please God. Oh, is somebody following me this morning? Now, when I say we feel it's our actions that will please God, now, uh, <clears throat> because, you see, people are quick to take things out of context, especially when it comes from the man of God. Now, I'm not saying that we should not live right. That is not what I'm talking about. Of course, it's important that you live right. Because even living right is not for God, it's for you. Oh, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Living right is for you. In fact, I love that place in the book of Job where he was sharing with us and he made us realize that, you see, whatever it is that God is telling you to do, it is not actually for him, it is actually for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If God is saying, hey, no to premarital sex. Now, is it God that wants to have sex with you or it is God you want to have sex with? Come on, talk to me. Now, if you go ahead and engage in it and you catch HIV, AIDS, all kinds of disease, is it God that has AIDS? Who has it? The individual. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If the Bible is saying that thou shalt not steal, now when you go stealing, the interesting thing is that when you go and steal, that property you went to steal, does it belong to God? Come on, talk to me. Does it belong to God? It will interest you that even when you come into... Because these days, people go to burgle the house of God. I hope you know that. There's no longer fear. People go to the house of God to steal. It will interest you that even when you go to the house of God to steal, you know, you carry their TV or you carry their laptop or whatever. I know people will say, ah, it's God's property. Yeah. But is it really God that bought those things? Do you understand what I'm saying? So the person you are hurting is your fellow human. Do you understand what I'm saying? So whatever it is you do on the face of the earth does not really affect God as it were. Come on, do you get what I'm saying? And in the process of stealing, when you are caught, and maybe while trying to escape, they shoot you. Who dies? Come on, the God dies. Talk to me. God dies, as in God dies. The one who told you not to steal is the one that they will kill. Come on, talk to me. It's still you. So, whatever he says to us is not really for him as it were. It's for your benefit. And the benefit of everybody that surrounds you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you go on aborting, you're a young person, young lady, you go on aborting, 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 you now eventually get married and you can't have a child. You see, even God has a child. <laughs> so the one who will end up not being able to give birth is who? Is that individual. Glory be to God. So, it's important we live right. But I want us to understand the context in which Paul was sharing by the Spirit in this place. He said, but without faith, 
it is impossible to please him. So if you and I are ever going to please God, then it's going to be by faith. Because faith is the only thing that pleases him. Faith is the only thing that delights God. And you see, I, I, like I said to us, we're still going to go back to verse 1 of this text and look at what, what you know, Paul by the Spirit of God defined what faith is. But before we go there, you see, while I was speaking now, there's something that welled up in my spirit. You see, there's nothing that God delights in as much as when he tells you a thing and you believe that thing irrespective of what is going on around you. Oh, did you hear what I just said? God tells you, this is what I'm going to do for you. And you look around you and nothing looks like what God is saying. And yet, you trust God in the midst. have said of my Praise the Lord. And you believe God. Trust God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Nothing delights God more than that. Nothing. You see, when God appeared to Abraham, and said, Abraham, you know what? You're going to have a child. And Abraham, the Bible says, and Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now, as at the time that God was telling Abraham, you will have a child, Abraham was already old. Abraham was already old. His wife also. Can you now walk on this sound? Give me a little bit of volume and all of that. Praise the Lord. Abraham was already old. But God told him and said, you're going to have a child. In fact, God called him out of his room and told him to look up, look at the stars and count the stars. And when Abraham attempted to count, he could not count. And God said, see, because you could not count, he said, that is how the number of your seed is going to be on the face of the earth. Then God took him to the seashore and told him to count the sands by the seashore. Now, Abraham, maybe he attempted to count. Glory be to God. Maybe he attempted. But at some point, he realized that, man, this is just going to be wasted efforts. I will not be able to do this. Then God told him, that is how the number of your seed, they are going to be on the face of the earth. And Abraham believed. He believed. You don't understand what it means for Abraham to believe at that level. You don't have a child yet. Not a single one. At this point in time, even Ishmael had not come. And he was already old. Sarah was already old. The idea of going in unto a guy had not even come. And Abraham believed God and God said, uh -uh, because you believe me, it was accounted to him for what? For righteousness. Now, if you understand what righteousness means, you will appreciate what God did for Abraham. Because for you to walk with God, one of the substance that you need is righteousness. You can't walk with a righteous God without you being righteous. Or oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't walk with him without you being righteous. And how do you become righteous? There are rules and regulations. There are 10 commandments. There are 632 laws that are contained in the ordinances that you have to live out after you have lived out the 10 commandments and the 632 laws that are contained in the ordinance. After you have successfully lived it out, then God now looks at you and says you are a righteous man. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? But you see, what man will need to do to become righteous, Abraham got it by believing God. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. He got it by just believing God. I know right now, your bank accounts, we may need to use a microscope. 
on your bank account to see your account balance but god is saying to you do you know you are so rich as in like so rich that you will lend to nations but you see you take your bank account and there's nothing there but even at that moment you believe god that's what delights him the fact that he says he will do and you believe that he has the capacity to do that which he has said he will do or oh, are you hearing what i'm saying and that's why god when you if you will ever walk with god you cannot walk with god by your sight second corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 he said for we walk by faith and not by sight not by sight not by what we see i love another interesting translation that brought it home better he said we walk by faith and not by our sensory perception not by our senses you can't walk with god successfully by your senses are you hearing what i'm saying because god does not talk sense god does talk god talks the truth oh my god you didn't catch that god does not talk what is sensible god talks the truth are you hearing what i'm saying because when he speaks the things he speaks does not always make sense but it's always the truth so he speaks the truth they need to break down the wall and take over jericho but you see they will not need shovel they will not need bulldozer they will not need they will not need uh, you know they will not need spade they will not need all of those things all they will need to do is to shout my god how can shout bring down this wall how can shout bring down this wall the bible described the thickness of this wall about five chariots can stand side by side on this chariot that was how thick the wall is the wall is so thick to a point that people even had houses inside of that wall oh are you hearing what i'm talking about and god was saying this wall is going to come down and god you're not giving us shovel you're not telling us to go somewhere where you have made provision for shovel for bulldozer do you understand what i'm talking about maybe angels will help us drive it or something do you, you get what i'm talking about all god said is that they should just shout and they went around the wall and they shouted and the wall came down see listen to me it will take an act of faith for me to believe that with just a shout this wall was going to come down or oh, are you hearing what i'm saying for without faith it is impossible to please god without faith you cannot please it because god will not always talk to you see god will not come down to your level to talk to you oh yeah 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 it won't come down to your level to talk to you i love what reverend baker kotila was sharing about the children of israel the other time you remember when they got to the red sea and they were complaining moses why did you bring us here look at the red sea in front the chariot of pharaoh are coming at the back what are we going to do you should have left us in egypt and moses told them he said moses turned to god and god told him go forward go forward but moses at that point turned to the children of israel and said stand still and you will see the salvation of the lord then he turned to god again then god now looked at him and said ah what are you doing all right no problem stretch forth your lord and divide the sea and i sense in my spirit also that when god said they should go forward the first time moses did not need to turn to god he should have just told the children of israel that god said we should what we should go forward and if they had gone forward they would have walked on water like jesus did oh are you hearing what i'm saying they would have walked but their faith was not i mean do you understand what i'm saying go forward to where to where see see you understand see water see see we'll go forward to where but they could not move then god said okay i will help your faith then just divide the sea divide it divide it to walk on dry land but imagine they have walked on that water just for a moment almost a million people walking on water a million people walking on water and singing you can imagine the nation now you see even though they they walked on dry land through the ocean 
you remember there was a nation they came to and when they got to that nation those nations said, ah, don't don't fight us we have heard of what god did in the wilderness how he divided the rest we heard though we are not ready to fight at all at all at all whatever you want go ahead and take it now you can imagine that they didn't walk on dry land you can imagine if they walked on water and that nation saw them coming ah you go you go hallelujah <laughs> you understand what i'm talking about even only jesus only jesus just jesus walking on water the disciples were afraid he said he said goes now you can imagine close to a million people walking on water coming towards your country eh? ah everyone don't pack their load disappear praise god i'll probably do like my younger brother he said when we watch you know all those adventure movies that they used to fight with sword and all my brother said thank god he was not alive those days <laughs> he said because if he was alive those days he said you know they used to line up they would face each other on one field then they would just begin to run he said if he's there he said he too will be running he said when he's almost close he will just turn back <laughs> he said i'm in i won't kill praise god hallelujah so without faith you cannot you cannot please god you cannot and you see the subject of framing your world we cannot talk about it outside of faith are you hearing what i'm saying now let's begin to look from verse one what faith is all about it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things that you have not seen so faith gives substance to that which you are hoping for you see when we talk about hope we're not talking about now we're talking about tomorrow what you are hoping for i mean you are hoping that you will be rich you are hoping that you will get married are you hearing what i'm saying you are hoping that you will travel abroad are you hearing what i'm saying you are hoping that your ministry will blossom are you hearing you are hoping uh that your ministry will enlarge will have enough finance you are hoping that you will be healed in your body do you understand what i'm saying that means it has not yet happened are you hearing what i'm saying but you see you believe it will happen that is hope now you see hope is a very important subject i remember i think about two years ago when we we're still when we first came to lagos and we we're at Presken hotel at Ikeja, i preached a whole message on the subject of hope because i suddenly realized that year that you see in church we talked a lot we talk a lot about faith 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 but you need to understand that hope is greater than faith are you hearing what i'm saying faith talks about now but hope talks about tomorrow you see the moment a man loses hope what's the reason for su for suicide why do people commit suicide it's because they got to a point and they can't see a tomorrow they can't see hope ahead of them then they kill themselves in the moment because looking at tomorrow there's nothing in tomorrow that's why they kill themselves maybe they maybe they maybe maybe they are rich somebody duped them of all their money and they look at the future and say how will i be able to make back that kind of money that i used to have and they can't see how then they take their life in the moment are you hearing what i'm saying so i did it all of i mean on our podcast if you check out our podcast i'm sure if you scroll down our podcast you will find that message on hope there hope is very critical now he says faith is the substance of that which you are hoping for that means what you are hoping for it is faith that gives it substance in the moment or are you hearing what i'm talking about faith is what gives it substance 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 you see when you're talking of hope you can't you can't lay hold on hope oh do you get what i'm talking about Oh, I, I'm going to be rich. That's a statement of hope. You don't have the riches yet. So you can't 
touch the riches. You can't know because what you're talking about is still futuristic. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But you see, even though you are talking of something that will happen in the future, what the Bible is saying here, that even though you are here, and what you are talking about is far away, but you see, because you have faith in the moment, faith will now give that which you are hoping for, it will now give you substance, something you can touch. So I don't have it yet, but somehow in my spirit, I know that I have it. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't have it yet. But I know that I have it. That's faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when I come and I tell you, oh my God, I'm going to be so rich, so rich, so rich and so blessed that you see the depth of Nigeria, I will pay out of the depth of Nigeria. I will be that rich. But right now you look at me like, hey, look at this guy, he's just making mouth. You see, he may look to you as if I am making mouth. You understand what I'm talking about? But you see, if I have faith, my faith will give it so much substance that even though every other person is laughing at me, but because I've got faith, my faith has given it substance. It becomes something I can touch. So no matter what you say to me in the moment, I will hold on to that which I am believing for oh am i teaching good you know i cited an example for us last week even though we'll find in hebrews chapter 11 we will find a whole lot of examples a whole lot now even this particular one is part of the examples the man called noah When you read further down, he got to a place. He said, by faith, Noah was moved to build an ark. Because it was going to rain. Now, you see, I was sharing with us last week that, you see, when you read that, or you read the story of Noah, you may think like, I mean, what's, what's the big deal? Rain was going to come, and this rain was going to flood the earth, and God told Noah to build an ark, and Noah built an ark. I mean, what's the big deal? But see, you will not understand that it's a big deal until you realize that before the time of Noah, rain had never fallen on the face of the earth. It had never rained. When you read the story of creation, after God created the plants, the trees, the instruction that God gave as a word, he said waters will come out from the ground and wet the field. So up until the time of Noah, when farmers plant, unlike now, when they expect rain, what happens then was that they will just wake up and they will see that their feet is their field is wet with water. Water comes up from the ground and wets the whole field. That's how the plants get their water, they get their nutrients. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, when God told Noah that build an ark that is going to rain and warn the people that it's going to rain. When you understand that it had never rained before the time of Noah, then what Noah did will now begin to make sense to you that it was purely an act of faith for Noah to build the ark. Because you see my first definition, you see the first challenge, you know the first challenge that Noah will have? Is defining to the people what rain is the first challenge because if I meet Mark and I begin to tell Mark about something that has never happened before he's gonna ask me a lot of questions and I better be ready to answer every of his question for him to come to the place of understanding so the first question the people will have asked is rain what is rain how God bless you, King Jolo. How? Where? How? Water coming from heaven. They will look at heaven again and say, ah, is it that God will be pouring water? Or angels will be... As in, are you alright? As in, I mean, you don't, you don't sniff, you don't sniff something. Noah, are you alright? You don't see rain, before, as in rain. Where? How? As in how, how, how? Explain how. Rain. 
Rain, where from where now? Who will pour the water? And if but there's a possibility that some people even believed in him, do you know? Do you know how long Noah preached that message of rain was going to come? Do you know? Do you know? He preached that message for 120 years. So if he did it like you know our evangelists of these days would do it, what we will have done is that he will have a bell. And will have been walking around the city. Bagown, rain is coming. Bagown, rain. And he did that for 120 years before rain eventually came. So you can now understand why the Bible had to refer to what he did as an act of faith. By faith, Noah was moved to build an ark. And I said to us last week that you see, let's even assume that maybe the, within the first 10 years that he preached that message. Maybe he had some converts. You know there's a possibility. You know there's a possibility that he may have had some converts. Some people that will say, hey, rain is coming. We will all die. I don't want to die, yo. Then he will join Noah and his family. Then they will be the ark. Do you understand? They will start building the ark together. But 10 years is gone. No rain. 20 years. You sure say you hear God. 30 years. Oh my bag. Make I drop this thing. Then you go back and begin to be among the people that will be mocking Noah. 50 years. No rain. I'm sure. You see. You know there's even a possibility that even his own very wife at some point they may have had issues. Is I don't read the Bible like you guys read it. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? It's possible that the wife will say, okay, "Why you just disgrace us for this town? You don't spoil our family name for this town." In fact, everybody is now thinking we are mad. We've been talking about this thing, Omo, Omo. I know they do again, oh, and they go back go my papa also. And now will have sat her down again and start preaching. I heard God. God told me, ah, hey, hey, hey. Then the wife said, okay, I've heard you. You're my husband. Let's continue. Hundred years. Yet no rain. And when Jesus came, you see, where was I preaching this message? And I told the people I said that. You see, everything that happened in scripture was a portal to Jesus. Now you can read that story of Noah. You feel like, ah, hey, it's just the story of Noah. But you see, when Jesus came, Jesus looked at the people and said, as it was in the days of Noah, he says, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Because they were asking him when he will come back. And he says, see, that way it was in the days of Noah. The way Noah talked about rain, rain. And it looks as if that rain was not going to come. And you see, rain is something they had never seen before. So it was difficult for them to believe that rain was going to come. So Jesus says, see, my coming back also is going to be exactly like the days of Noah. When Noah preached about for 120 years that rain was coming. And it looks as if rain will not come. But rain eventually came. He said, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Because even right now, when you think about the coming of Jesus and how he's going to come back, it's similar to that rain. You know how it's similar? Shall I show you how it's similar? In geography, what were we taught? We were taught that the earth is what? Spherical. And that's why we don't all see the sun, the moon, at the same time. Are you following me? Now the Bible said that when Jesus comes, he said all eyes will see him at once. So, even your geography can't undo that information. Because the earth is not flat. Oh, come and talk to me. <laughs> so, it will take faith for you to believe that when he shows up, the Chinese will see him at the same time that you Africans are seeing him. And the Asians will see him about the same time. All eyes will see him at once when he shows up. 
Oh, can you tie that all together? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And you see, if they felt like the rain delayed in coming, right now, people also, even Christians, are you aware that these days, when you walk up to a, even a Christian, and you say, Jesus is coming, oh. you see, the reality of Jesus is coming, is even, even looks far away, even from the believer. And you're not getting what I'm talking about. Even for the believer, Pastor Katie, Jesus is coming back. When was the last time your pastor, for those who are watching us online, when was the last time your pastor told you that Jesus is coming back? We have all gotten so busy, so busy. We want to be prosperous. We want to be blah, 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 that we have forgotten that Jesus is coming back. The rain is coming. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? And Peter said some people have counted it as a part as an act of slackness that God is slack concerning his promise. He's not slack. Oh. It's gonna happen. Oh. This world began one day and it will surely end one day. The only thing that has a beginning. Oh, sorry. God does not even have a beginning. So I cannot say the only thing that has a beginning that does not have an end. It's even a wrong statement to make. In the beginning, God. So God was before the beginning. He's the one that began the beginning, but He Himself has no beginning. Ah, yeah. The whole of the skies is covered clothes. Ah, this God is mighty. He said, gathers all the oceans in the hollow of his hand. You know, when you do your hand like this, there's a hollow there. Then you tell Timilene, please pour some pure water. You can your the hollow of your palm cannot even take one sachet of pure water, can it? But the Bible says the whole of the ocean on the earth, God will gather it in the hollow of just not even two, you won't do like this, just one. Mighty God. <laughs> are you hearing what i'm saying let's go back to our subject he said now faith is the substance of what you are hoping for the evidence of things that you have not seen so i have not seen it but faith is the evidence that i have seen it and that i have it so i have it even though i don't have it yet it looks like a statement of somebody who has run mental. You know, I just told you, God doesn't make sense when he speaks. I don't have it, but yet, I have it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now look at what it says in verse 2. It says, for by it, the elders obtained a good report. Now you see the word it there is the word faith. is also still referring to faith. He said, for by it, the elders obtained a good report. That means for by faith, the elders, the word, they obtained a good report. You see, that means without faith, the good report that was given about the elders, they would not have had it if they did not have faith. I said something last week. You see, the Bible is a compilation of the lives of the men that lived before our time. Are you hearing me? And I said to myself one day, I said, if there will ever, let's assume, that there will ever be another Bible written somewhere in the future about the men of our own day, what will be said of me oh come on talk to me what will be said of you you know when you read matthew you see the book of genealogy oh adam gave back to this adam gave back to this this cain abel uh, cain gave back to this this gave back to this this gave back to this do you understand what i'm saying they begin all right so you see some people their names will just be mentioned in passing 
ah, this person gave back to this person and gave back to there will be nothing to be written about the story of the life of some people because they lived the wasted life do you understand what i'm talking about but there are people that when they are writing the genealogy when they get to them ah they will have to take a pause because there's something significant to write about that individual do you understand what i'm talking about they were writing the genealogy and Cain gave back to this and this gave back to this and this gave back to this. Then somebody gave back to Enoch. They could have moved on and said and Enoch gave back to this. But they had to pause and tell you about the impact of the life of that man. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? And that's why you have to live purposefully. I don't even know maybe that English is right. I think it should be right. You have to live purposefully. You can't afford to live your life anyhow. Are you hearing me? For by faith, the elders obtained a good report. So the good report that was written about them, documented about their life, was because they walked by faith. If faith was missing in their life, then they will not have they will not have their stories will not have been penned down for us are you hearing what i'm saying imagine 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 as in just imagine friends four nations wrote a letter to a king and they said we are coming to fight your nation and the nation they are writing to is a small nation small nation and immediately got the letter he wanted to go and start seeking for alliance from other nations but see these four guys want to come and fight me i'm a small can we form alliance so that we will face them together but when he turned to god god said which alliance are you forming you're forming no alliance man he said go to the battlefield with the few soldiers that you have he said the few soldiers you are going to go with they are not even going to be the one at the forefront he said, oh king, get some musicians. Let Mark be the one to lead the battle with his keyboard in front. Get some drummers. Get Pastor KG to lead the choir. Do you, do you understand what I'm talking about? They will be the one to be in front. The man with sword, the man with bow and arrow. Let them stay at the back. Let them, let them be at the back. Let the praisers, let them lead this battle. And when they get to battle, all they need to do is lift up their voice in praise. For in this battle, you will not need to fight. For the battle is not yours. The battle is mine. You won't lift a finger. And this foolish king, permit me. This foolish king, permit me again, believed. And did as God instructed. I'm sure the four nations, you know how they fight battles in those days now? I'm sure the four nations that arranged themselves to fight them, they must have laughed so hard. As in like, are you, are you, are you, is this king all right? Hey, see Dromo. See this one wants to sing. Oh. See, see all of them dancing. Oh. Then they start dancing. Atas ready. And while the actors are getting ready to shoot, they were still Mogbe Jesu You understand what I'm saying? And the Bible says, all of a sudden, they turned upon themselves and they began to fight. The actors that were ready to shoot, all of a sudden, looked at his neighbor and fired his neighbor. And the neighbor said, Ah, 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 fired his own back. The one who wanted to lift the sword, while he lifted it, the sword came out and cut off the head of the other one. And the other one said, are you an enemy? Cut off his own head. And the fight broke out. And the Bible says they turned themselves upon themselves and they killed one another to the last man. I told myself that, see, what must have happened was that after everybody was dead, 
you know there's no way it will have remained one man it will have remained two at some point and when they remain two they must have looked at themselves and probably stabbed themselves at the same time Chew. they didn't lift a finger are you hearing what i'm saying oh do you want to walk with god do you want to take possession of your tomorrow oh my god am I, am I talking to somebody here do you want to take possession of your tomorrow you see your today looks so bleak but you want to take possession of your great tomorrow then you've got to steer up your faith you've got to believe god you've got to believe the impossible are you hearing what i'm saying when we were living our career some people said very soon he will come back. That's what they said about us. They said, Basobiji left this church and went to Lagos to go and start a church in Lagos. He thinks Lagos is easy. He said, very soon. Man, let's give him a year. He said, he will run back. Run back to Akure. Run back to Akure. But hey, we are still here. Oh, you didn't get what I'm talking about. We are still here. We are not walking by what we see. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm not. If I were to walk by what I see, truly, maybe I would have run back. But I'm not walking by what I see. Do you get what I'm talking about? I'm not walking by what I see. I'm walking by faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because in this same Lagos, in this same festa, the crowds will come. They will hear the word of God. Their lives will be changed. Their lives will be transformed. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In this same place. For by it, the elders obtained a good report so we would never have known about the story of abraham if he didn't walk by faith with god we would never have known about the the story of the men of old if they didn't walk by faith with god ah, yeah, yeah. i'm getting energized <laughs> Then look at what it says in verse 3. It said, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do what? Which do appear. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. You see, one time I had a question in my heart. And this scripture answered that question. You know, we're taught in geography that apart from this earth that we're in, there are other nine planets. In fact, I think there are more than nine that have been discovered now. They've discovered more. But at the time we were in school, they said there were nine planets. And somebody is planning to move some chunk of people from planet earth to go and live on planet mars i hope you know who that man is elon musk and he's getting planet mars ready for habitation but you need you need to have some money to fly to mars i think it's about a million dollars praise god you know so some people will start living on planet mars so on planet mars now they are building they are building shop rights <laughs> hallelujah glory be to god and I said to myself, but in the book of beginnings, Genesis, the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So where did Pluto, Neptune, and all of those places, where did they come from? The Bible did not say, and God made Pluto. He said, God made the heavens and the earth. Until I saw the scripture. He said, to faith, we understand that the worlds, did you see that S? The worlds, the worlds, we're framed. We're framed. The worlds. Even the planet that they may have yet to discover was framed. Worlds. The earth, Pluto, Neptune, Saturn were made, were put together, framed. The whole of the universe was framed by the word of God. And that answered my question. Now you see where I ended it last week, which is where I'm going to end it again this morning. The next week we will now move further you see if the whole world was framed 
by the word of God. In fact, the Bible says the things which do appear came out of the things which do not appear. That means the things which we see came into existence from the things which we do not see. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That means interesting. Very interesting. Do you know that this stool came out of that which is not seen? This stool, this chair, this pulpit came out of that which is not seen. Do you know? Do you know? Oh, you don't know. You don't know that somebody first thought of it. Somebody thought of it. Somebody thought of, what if I do it like this? At the time he was thinking it, this thing was not in existence. But out of his imagination came forth this. So the things which we see came out of things that we do not see. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed, put together by the word of God. You see, God did not wait for the raw materials to be available before he started calling those things forth. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? I was sharing on the platform. You see, the Bible says, you see, the, what was the first thing that God did? What was the first thing that God did at creation? God said, let there be light. And there was what? And there was light. And I shared with them. And I said, see. When he said, let there be light. You see, there's a whole lot of temptation for you and I. Especially if you're not a student of the world. Somebody who is patient to see through scriptures. In your mind, you will think. That when God said, let there be light. And there was light. You will think that the sun showed up and brought light but that was not it it was on the third day that the bible says and god made the higher and the lower lights it was on the third day that god made the sun and the moon and the stars the sun to govern the day and the moon to govern the night so when he said let there be light and there was light it was not the sun that came up because the sun was not yet created so that means where did this light come out from and what brought forth these lights oh, are you hearing me you see i love paul when you read second Corinthians chapter 4 i think verse 7 he said god is the one who commanded light to shine out of darkness did you hear that he commanded light to shine out of where out of darkness so the darkness that god saw when he came in genesis chapter one and god said let there be light darkness looked inside itself and produced light why are you hearing me and that light that was produced was the first day and was the second day before god that made the sun and the moon you see what it means is that when darkness covered the face of the day there was no light anywhere so god commanded light to shine out of darkness he called light out of darkness oh my god somebody's not hearing what i'm talking about he called light out of darkness oh my god i don't know how your situation is but can you call something out of your situation can you can you be like your god can you be like your father out of hopelessness can you call forth hope out of sickness can you call forth wellness out of poverty can you call forth abundance out of lack can you call forth do you understand what i'm talking about because right now you don't even see the abundance but can you call it forth can you can you can you open your mouth and frame it for by for by faith we understand that the worlds were framed put together put together framed by the word of god so it means whatsoever it is that you need you gotta open your mouth and frame it you have to open your mouth and declare it you have to call that thing forth out of the situation you are in no wonder he said let the weak say i am oh my god you're not getting it let the poor say i am 
so I'm poor, but I'm calling forth riches. Oh, do you understand what I'm talking about? Oh, I'm sick, but I'm calling forth wholeness. I won't talk about my situation, but rather I will declare what God has said. I will talk about what He has said concerning my life, concerning my marriage, concerning my ministry, concerning my business, concerning my finance. I will continue to call it forth. Oh my God, listen to me, friends, as we get ready to this morning i don't know what you need to call forth in your life oh but we're gonna engage ourselves in the next five minutes get on the keyboard for me oh right now we're gonna get engaged we're gonna be framing something we're gonna be calling for something we're gonna call it for abundance open your mouth right now wherever you are can we rise to our feet open your mouth can you give the mic to her oh let her pray with me pray with me open your mouth and begin to pray wherever you are this morning oh begin to frame something oh begin to frame something oh begin to call for something oh begin to frame something oh come and call for something oh those who are watching online oh come and frame something oh my god i wish you were praying oh somebody pray 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 pastor can you pray with me Open your mouth, pray. Oh, come up, frame something. Oh, come up, call for something. Oh, call for that abundance. Oh, call for that healing. Call for that miracle. Oh, call it forth. Call for that increase. Call for that advancement. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Oh, call it forth. Call for the increase. Call for the abundance. Call for the increase. Of the abundance in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Oh, come on, open your mouth and pray. Oh, call it false. Oh, God calls the things that be not as though they were. Open your mouth and call it false. Oh, call for the increase. Call for the abundance. Call for the enlargement. Open your mouth. Call it false. Call it they said you're useless. Open your mouth and call forth your usefulness. They said you're without purpose. Open your mouth. Call forth your purpose. Open your mouth this morning. Call the things that be not as though they were. Lift up your voice and pray. I call for Maria. They said it cannot be done. Open your mouth this morning and say it can be done. I will do it. They said it cannot be done, but I will do it. I will get it done. No matter what it takes, I will get it done. Lift up your voice this morning. Oh, call it forth. Frame your word. Use the power. You have suffered from that addiction. Oh, you keep going around in circles with that addiction. You don't know what to do again. You have tried your best to stop yourself from doing it. But you find yourself doing it. Open your mouth this morning and say, I break free from every addiction. I break free from every addiction. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I call for the I for your healing. I am healed. I am healed. In my body, I am healed. Open your mouth. Call for your healing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Somebody pray. Somebody open your mouth. Call for your healing. Call for they said you cannot have a child. Open your mouth this morning and say, I can't eat my baby. I can't eat my own child. I can't eat my son. I can't eat my daughter. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 
They said you cannot make it. Open your mouth and prophesy. I make it. I am making it. All eyes will see the glory of the Lord upon my life. For I will. I will. I will make it. I will make it. I will make it.
Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands, everybody. I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. Oh, I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. Feels like heaven, Lord. There's a sound of many waters. There's a sound of many waters in this place. Oh my God, see the splash upon you. See the splash upon you. Oh my God, he's splashing upon you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wave your hands to him, everybody. Wave your hands to him. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, your glory, and your power, and the anointing that is in this place. We bless you, Lord. For with our eyes, we will see the manifestation of these words. We will see them manifest. I say we will see them manifest. As we have declared in this atmosphere, we will see them manifest. In our businesses, they are coming into manifestation. If you have spoken concerning your marriage, whatever you have spoken concerning it, you will see it manifest. Whatever you have declared concerning your ministry, you will see it manifest. Amen. Whatever you have declared concerning your body, you will see it manifest. Amen. You see, we're not in a season of somebody prophesying over your life. When the season where, like Ezekiel. God will tell him, do the job yourself. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Do the job yourself. Prophesy, son of man. And I stand here in the office where God has called me. I didn't call myself. For no man taketh this honor upon himself except the one who has been called. Because I am called of God. I stand in my office and I declare over you that every word you have spoken into to his hearing this morning, they are coming into manifestation. Amen. Oh my God. If you if you said anything this morning, I believe your amen should be louder than that. Everything you are spoken out of your mouth, they are coming into manifestation. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Open your mouth and shout it loud, amen. Yeah. Open your mouth and shout it to us, amen. Yeah. Oh, 